Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be back with you again for another week here at our online campus. Um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, AJ, where is that incredible cow sweater that you are wearing? Well, like I told you in the intro, we love to have fun, but another thing that we love to do is we like to get serious too. So I went ahead and took that sweater off so that you didn't have a giant light up cow staring at you throughout the duration of this message and maybe you catch a few of these words. But for those of you that love that sweater, don't worry, it's the only ugly sweater I have. So 365 days from now, you'll get to see that baby again because I have zero intentions of spending any more money on an ugly sweater. But hey, if it is your first time joining us here at the online campus, you picked a phenomenal week to jump in with us. We're in our third week of our Great Expectations series. And I wanna be the first one to tell you, hey, we're glad you're here. And maybe even the first one to tell you Merry Christmas because when you're watching this, it'll be the 20th and that is only five days away from Christmas. Holy cow. How did it get here so quick? That is crazy. I feel like the time has flown by or maybe some of you feel like the time has kind of trickled by and it's taken forever to get to this point. But regardless, we're almost there. We're almost to Christmas. But with Christmas, I feel like there's some expectations, right? There's some, there's some hope in the air and there's some expectations floating around. Um, but that can kind of be sometimes a dangerous thing. And so what I wanna do right out the gate today is I wanna ask you a question. The question I wanna ask you is this. Is your hope dependent on your expectations being met. Let me see if I can help kind of explain or unpack this question a little bit for you. When it comes to the idea of hope or this topic of hope, I feel like oftentimes we don't really know how to have hope or we don't know how to be hopeful. And when we do have hope and we find a way to be hopeful, it seems like more often than not, our expectations go unmet and we end up hopeless because we remember the expectations going unmet from the last time we were hopeful. And that can be mentally exhausting, that can be emotionally exhausting, because expectations and hope are something that, that rejuvenate us and they excite us and they give us joy and they spring the good emotions. But on the other side of that, when those things aren't met, they can really stir some negative emotions and they can really settle in a bad place if we're not careful. But let me give an example of what I mean when it comes to expectations going unmet and how that's correlated directly to hope or hopelessness or hopefulness. Um, <clears throat> when I was growing up, right, as I'm sure some of you can relate to this as well, when I was growing up, the Stevens house had Christmas and we would have Christmas and we would always do Christmas in our living room. And what would happen during that Christmas morning is we would all wake up and everybody had expectations, right? Everybody had their own expectation, but the problem is, there was four of us in the house and expectations weren't communicated. And so now what's that's, what that's done is that's created four different expectations in one living room and one family as we begin our Christmas day. That's pretty wild. And so what would happen is my dad would come into the living room with an expectation. His expectation was, we're gonna wake up, we're gonna hang out. Nobody touches a present until I go downstairs and make my coffee, which was super frustrating because I'm like 12 years old and I'm ready to start ripping and tearing, right? And he's taking his sweet time because he just wants to enjoy and savor the moment. So my dad's expectation was to just chill out, hang out. Everybody's gonna have a good time. He's gonna drink his coffee. On the other side, the other, the other end of that spectrum is my mom. My mom, her expectations were, yeah, we're gonna take our time, we're gonna wake up, but we need to get to the ripping and tearing because we got places to be and family to see. And so we would get up and we would go and we would open our presents and, and mom would be ready as soon as we opened our presents. Okay, put on whatever clothes you got for Christmas that you wanna wear because we're jetting over to grandma's and then we're going to Aunt Tina's and then we're going to Aunt Marcia's and then we're going to all these different aunts and, and family's house and we got, a, we got an itinerary to keep up and we gotta go. And so that would drive my dad nuts. And so that's two of them. And then you get the third one. Then there's me, right? I have my own expectations as a 12-year-old. My expectation is I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna hang out and I'm gonna open the best toy I got and I'm gonna go lock myself in a room and I'm gonna play with that toy. I'm gonna figure that toy out. I don't wanna wait till after we get done with family. And that's 
really and truly, for being honest, not too different for the expectations I have right now, right? I want to wake up with my best toy and, hey, Kate, I'm going to go lock myself in the room and figure this toy out. And I'm going to go play with this toy. Um, and then there was my sister, right? My sister, her expectations were never super high or, or different from what I could tell, but there was always the expectation that she was going to wake up and she was going to enjoy her presence and, and she was going to go put her makeup on and she was going to get her, take her sweet time getting out the door, looking pretty the way she wanted to look so that when all the family pictures came, she was ready to roll. So all these different expectations in the same house were, were going unmet or met kind of in their own little way. It seems like nobody fully got their expectations met. And so what that did was it would cause consternation for the next year, right? Everybody would wake up and we'd say, all right, well, here's what we're not doing this year. This is the attitude we're not gonna have. I wanna enjoy Christmas. And so there would be this feud because there's this hopelessness about how Christmas would unfold because the reality is that expectations are subjective. And subjective, when I say that, I mean they're different. You can have an opinion on something that's different from somebody else's and neither of those two things are right or wrong, they're just yours, right? And so expectations often function the same way. They're really subjective. And when we have expectations that were needing to be fulfilled by someone else who has different expectations, what often happen is they go unmet and there's generally some rub, right? Because I'm trying to meet my expectations or I want you to meet my expectations and you're trying to meet your expectations that are different from my expectations and you want me to meet your expectations, but I've got my own agenda and then it kind of snowballs and all of a sudden, man, things go unmet or outside circumstances happen and maybe it's not just with family, um, but, but outside things beyond our control happen. And we've got an expectation that things will go a certain way and then they don't. And then we end up hopeless for the next time that thing happens. And we end up um, with those negative emotions stirring, not the positive ones. But maybe it's not just me. Maybe you're in a similar boat and you're realizing some of this rub and stress as we approach the holidays. And you're realizing, hey, yeah, I, I kind of resonate with that. If you're, in the, if you're in the chat and you're watching right now, go ahead and throw a hand up if you resonate with that because I'm gonna be watching and I wanna know that I'm not alone. So if you're watching, do that, throw that up. Let me know that I'm not alone. And, and maybe you're kind of realizing, hey, I'm dealing with some of those negative emotions. And, and if we're honest, I don't think it's just Christmas day. I think it's this entire season, right? It's a season because this season, we kind of had these expectations that people are gonna be happy, right? That bumper we watched last week. Oh, everybody's so happy this time of year. No, people are ready to cut you for a parking spot. That's not true, right? And so there's expectations that people will be happy. And there's expectations that gift getting is going to bring you joy instead of stress you out when you, even though you're realizing on December 24th, your bank account's malnourished right? Maybe it is the expectations that you'll magically start getting along with in-laws um, who you really don't care to be around. That's a thing, right? We, we hype it up and we're like, you know what? This year's going to be different. We're going to go and we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy the company. And shocker, everyone's got the same attitude they had last year and your expectations go unmet, right? Or maybe your expectations are coming on the other side of 2020 when that calendar changes and your expectations are when that clock strikes midnight on December 31st everything's gonna be different and everything is just gonna magically change. Attitudes and, and situations and, and sicknesses and, and, and relatives who aren't there or family members that you love that can't be there and all that's just gonna suddenly change. And I think, again, that's, that's setting ourselves up with some false expectations. And if we're honest, um, we're doing ourselves a disservice right there, right? And, and that can really lead to us being hopeless because a lot of our expectations are A, subjective and B, lend themselves to relying on other people to complete them or make us happy. And that's setting ourselves up for failure if we're being completely honest with ourselves. But 
What I wanna encourage you with, because I'm sure some of you have resonated with that. I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't resonate with that. What I want you to be encouraged by is that you're not alone. And this is something we all struggle with. And um, for some of us, we're constantly struggling with, and it's largely because our expectations are driven from our life experiences. In fact, the University of Wyoming did a study and what they found in their psychological department is that expectations generally come from three different places. The first one is family of origin. The second place they come from is society. And the third, the third place that our expectations generally come from can be our personal experiences or our preferences. So the first one, your family of origin, this is generally like your parents and your grandparents and, and what they've done or what your relatives have done and what your siblings have done. And that can really cause some rub whenever you enter a different family whose family has done it a different way, right? Um, Katie and I are figuring out that in our marriage and we're trying to wade through what we do and what we don't do, what do we take and what we leave when these two families combine. And the second thing is society. This can be anything from neighbors and friends, school, TV, and media. There's all kinds of outside influences when we look at how society's influencing our expectations. And, and we see something and we think, man, that's what they want. That's what they got. That's what I should expect. And so that can be dangerous too. And the third place subjectively um, that our expectations come from is those personal experiences. What has happened to me? What, what do I think will happen based on what has happened? What do I want to happen to me? What are my preferences? How will that unfold? And so that can be really tough because... The earlier question we asked, remember, is your hope dependent on your expectations being met? That's, that's, that can be tricky because we just talked about all these subjective expectations and how that unfolds. And I think really and truly the answer to that question is yes, your hope is dependent on your expectations being met. But that's not always a bad thing because what we're gonna look at here in a second is while there are subjective expectations the beautiful thing about scripture is that it points us directly to an objective expectation that we can have in a God that loves us and cares about us. So if you have your Bible this morning, go ahead and flip it open to Romans 15. And that's where we're gonna kind of uh, park today. We're gonna kind of look in Romans 15 and we're gonna see that yes, we have expectations. And yes, oftentimes our hope is directly correlated to those expectations being met. But the good news is we don't have to rely on outside ebb and flow influences of life to meet those expectations, we can have hope in a God that loves us and cares about us and is unchanging and unwavering in the middle of all those things that are constantly changing um, and, and looking different each week. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to Romans 15. The main verse that we're gonna look at is, is uh, verse 13. And here's what it says. It says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, that's cool because we're talking about hope. We're talking about God and he is the God of hope. And so, man, hope is directly correlated with God. That's promising. We're taking steps in the right direction, right? I'm feeling a little more confident about having hope. And, and what's really cool as we unpack this verse is there's kind of a stream of conscious, like a little checklist within this verse that we need to kind of unpack and recognize, right? And the first thing there is, is what was highlighted first, as you believe. The first thing is as you believe. Man, to have hope, to, to know the God of hope, to be able to experience objective hope, the first thing that we need to be able to do is believe in that God. We need to have a relationship with that God. And if you're like, okay, that's great. I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to have some hope. We're gonna get there. We're gonna unpack that even a little further, but I wanna get through this first. As you believe, the first thing that we need to do when it comes to this passage, when it comes to having hope, when it comes to those expectations being met by an objective God who loves you and cares about you, is believe that those things are true. The second thing in this passage I think we need to look at is 
the fact that you're not just believing in anything, you're believing in the God of hope. The God of hope is the one who wants to have that relationship with you. He's saying, as you believe in this God, in me, in, in the God of hope, the God who gives hope, the God who gives peace, the God who gives life, right? So it's not just a misguided belief, but it is a very pointed belief in a specific person, the person of God. And he is not just God, he is the God of hope. And there's joy around that. There's joy of being set free. And there's joy that comes with having peace by knowing that God of hope, because we don't have to wonder or be concerned with what's gonna happen next. We know who he is, we know his character, and we know what he said about that. And so Love that. The third thing that he's gonna say is that, hey, okay, if you believe in the God of hope, here's what happens next. You overflow with hope. This is cool, not just for you. This is cool for everybody around you. People that don't know this about you, but will soon uh, experience this about you. People that will catch on to those things. People that will cling on to you because you're overflowing with hope. For the Christians watching, this is huge because this is how we show hope to the world. We have to overflow with hope because of who we've believed in, the God of hope. And so, man, this is how we should live. We should live with an overflowing of hope because we have confidence in who God is and what he said about himself. And the, third, and the fourth thing on there um, is that we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? All this happens, you're overflowing, you're believing in the God of hope, because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's really cool because that's not necessarily something you're doing, right? You're not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is giving you that ability to overflow with hope. He's given you that ability to be in relationship with God. And that is phenomenal because now it, not only does it give, not only does it give me hope, but it gives me confidence and takes some of that stress and anxiety away because it's not all on me. God is actively helping me love him and overflow with hope. Wow. That should give us some comfort. That should give us um, some really good perspective as we wade through life and as we wade through stressful situations where expectations aren't in Jesus, where expectations from our friends aren't in Jesus. And as people look at us and say, man, how is that guy overflowing with hope that way? But at the end of the day, you're either taking my word for it or you're taking um, a, a book you've never read before's word for it for those of you that are watching for the first time. So the next question I wanna ask you is, okay, that's great. I can't trust you. That's what you said. How do I know that I can trust that? That's a phenomenal question. And I think one of the beautiful things about this passage and the verses leading up to this passage is that they help us have confidence in this passage. And so right above verse 13, you have verse four. And here's what verse four says. It says, for whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. Man, let me, let me just try to kind of unpack this for you real quick. For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures. This is so cool because we get to look back and say, okay, God, how has this played out in the past, right? One of the things about expectations when it comes to our preferences that we get let down about is we look at those things and say, man, my expectations weren't met last time, so I've got low expectations this time, which means I'm gonna be out of hope. If we shift that to the biblical perspective, this is really cool, watch what happens. This was written in the past for instruction so that other people could have hope and encouragement and endurance from the scriptures. What Paul's saying is, hey, scriptures are not a new thing and let me show you what scriptures have done from generation to generation to generation. They've given people hope. They've not just given people hope, they've given people endurance and they've encouraged people because what people have seen about the scriptures is that the God of hope has made good on his promise over and over and over again and his character has been unwaving the entire time. 
This God that we're saying, we want you to trust, that I'm asking you to trust today is a God who's consistent and he has been faithful to his people throughout the course of time over and over and over again. And that is how you can trust him. We have an entire book full of people who are, who are writing down the faithfulness of God because it has impacted their lives so greatly. And, and today, if we were writing a book, I would hope that at the end of this conversation and, and at the end of my life, I would get to write in a book and say, man, look at how God has been faithful in meeting my expectations of him. Why? Because Not because I have different and changing expectations of him, but because he said who he is and I know who he is. And so my expectations are not based off of who I want God to be, but who God has said he is. And so now I can have hope that God is gonna make good on his promise every single time I look and see who he is. But then it circles us all the way back around, right? Because, okay, yes, that's good, that's great. I'm, I'm kind of tracking with you. Now, how do I know that, God? I want to know that same hope. I wanna experience that same hope. How do I do that? This is really cool because one of the, one of the cliche verses that we get to look at all the time and, and, and this time of year and unpack is the Christmas story, right? And um, it's cliche, yes, but impactful also. And so I don't want us to kind of buzz by it. In fact, we're gonna interject that today here in just a second. And what's so cool about this passage that we're gonna pull out in a second is that it's gonna tell you exactly who you're trusting in and it's gonna tell you exactly what his expectations are of himself, what God's expectations are of him and what his expectations are of his role in history and, and what his role is for you and for me. And so if you have your Bibles and you've been kind of following along, Matthew 1, 21 is the verse that we're gonna look at. And if you don't have your Bible, that's okay, it's right here. Talking about Mary, it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The same God that's unwavering, the same God of hope, the same God who is gonna meet your expectations every time because he has told you what they are and what they should be in him is saying this. Hey, my goal, my, my job is to come and to save you from your sins and by doing that, entering a relationship with you, entering a relationship with you so that you don't have to be alone, so that you don't have to be hopeless and so that you get to experience this God of hope. You get to experience that overflowing of hope that Paul just talked about. And that's beautiful because Jesus is saying, man, I want to do this. I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to be hopeful. I don't want you to be hopeless in the middle of all the chaos and ebb and flow of subjective life and things that are constantly changing what Jesus is saying is, I want you to know what consistency looks like and I want you to, to take heart and be rooted in the consistency of a relationship with me so that anxiety goes away to a certain extent, so that, so that those fears go away to a certain extent and you can just look and say, man, in the middle of me not knowing the right answer, I can look to Jesus and say, Jesus, what is true and what is always true and what he's saying is true is that he wants to come here and meet you where you're at and enter a relationship with you, save you from your sins. So that not just right now you can be in a relationship with him, not just right here on earth you can be in a relationship with him, but so that for eternity, you don't have to deal with the ebb and flow of life anymore, but for eternity, you get to rest in the consistent expectations and hope of who our God is, and it's a God that loves you. And so that's what I want you to know today, and I'm gonna pray for you here in a second, and, and we're gonna talk about this, and if you have any questions, I want you to drop them in the chat, or if you, have, if you would like, rather than be in private conversation and you hop over to our online platform, that's great. We have a private option available where you can just click on that live prayer, and there's gonna be someone who wants to meet you right there and talk to you about some of these things and have the rest of this conversation if you have any questions or concerns. Um, but the last thing that I wanna leave you with before we do that 
is last week we talked about peace, right? And last week we talked about how peace kind of functions in its own category. And today we're talking about hope. Um, But the beautiful thing about this is that when you have hope, you have peace. And peace is gonna get you through today and it's gonna get you through the here and now and, and the struggles that we deal with. But hope is gonna help you look forward to tomorrow and resting in those eternal promises that God has given us. And so that's our takeaway today. Peace gets us through today, but hope is what's gonna get us through tomorrow. The hope in Jesus, the hope in being with Jesus, the hope in, in being in a relationship with a God that loves you and wants to fill you with hope. So that's what I've got for you today. Please, if you have any questions, drop, hit that live prayer button and we are waiting to chat with you. Um, if you're watching this on Facebook, then we're gonna drop a link to the online platform so that you have an option to click the live prayer option and we can continue this conversation with you. Right now, a host is also gonna be dropping a salvation moment in the chat. And all you have to do is click that button and just let us know if this is the first time you're entering a relationship with Jesus and you're saying, man, I want that. I want that hope. I want that peace. I wanna know a God that wants me to have that hope and peace. Click that button and, and reach out and we would love to continue to have the conversation with you. I would love to grab coffee with you. I'd love to sit down uh, and just talk about some of these things if you have any questions. But that's what we have for today. I'm gonna pray for us and then we're gonna jump into worship and a recap. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much that you don't leave us hopeless. Thank you so much um, that you are the God of hope that allows us to overflow with hope from our relationship with you. Thank you that in the middle of a world full of expectations that shift and that change and that are projected on us, you are consistent and who you said you are is constant and unchanging and unwavering. Thank you that we can have a relationship with a God that is that way. We love you and we praise you and we're so grateful for you. In Jesus' name, amen.